0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock Podcast. It's the one where we're going to cover the first game of the season, where we happen to go up to Old Trafford and get our very first win. Yes, get in, Peter. How was that for you?
2: Hey, you know, it was just a normal Sunday out, wasn't it, you know? Not the greatest day ever, you know? We definitely uh, didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, not too bad, yeah. I thought you know I've had worse days in my life. It's, uh, yeah. Poor old United, though. you got to feel sorry for
1: them. Yeah, not really. No, no, not at all. But um, anyway, yeah, we, we got the victory at Ref Chester United, which is brilliant. Um, you made a weekend of it because you went up um, the previous day, I think it was, wasn't it? Friday, um, yeah. A couple oh, of days ago. Fr- oh, Friday, OK. And you were going to go to the Barrow game, but trains disallowed you from uh, yeah. being able to kick that off easily enough. So you went to Altrincham, I think. Altrincham
2: against uh, Maidstone.
1: Yeah. And I went down uh, to take a ground off as well. I went down to the Dorking uh, versus Chesterfield, or can I still call them Cheetahfield, uh, game, which was taking place uh, the very first match. I think I'm right in saying that Dorky had played at that level, National League Prem. Yeah, Um, I mean,
2: they've gone up like about 10, 12 times in the last 23 years. So they're definitely not... uh
1: yeah I think it's twelve and twenty three yeah yeah wow. it's brilliant. I mean they are a a new incarnation of a of the dorking representation, really good day out, lovely town, found a good tap room, went with the other half. she enjoyed it as well. It was a big bumper crowd, I think there's was over a thousand Chesterfield fans there, and I think it's about three thousand. 000- ish uh sellout pretty much for the game itself which was brilliant good game Dawkins got a tool draw coming from two nil down although they were one nil down and then chesterford had a man sent off that happened to be their only goalkeeper in the squad so that made things entertaining but it was a good day out enjoyed it friendly fans friendly club friendly town uh, just saying hello to people walking by as we we're walking up to the ground who have nothing to do with football, you know, just friendly area. Thumbs up really to Dawking and good luck to them for the season. Um, Worthy, of course, replacing them so to speak in one sense in the um, in the division below the National South. Their first match was a one-all draw with Dover. We'll be following them later in the season, I'm sure. But anyway, let's get back to the to the main business of the day. Our opening to a season, we've started as well as we did last season so far anyway with a really good win Um, 2-1 away at Manchester United Um, I did a little bit of a mini match day special in terms of audio coverage. So the thoughts on the match from Peter and I coming up in just a moment but first of all let's hear the audio from that glorious sunny trip up to Manchester where the Albion got a first ever win at Old Trafford a 2-1 win, we were there and here is how it sounded
3: The season's back Yes! And is it going to start with a boom? Well, I'm very excited to say we've got some new songs on offer because for four hours I've been driving the car with your podcast manager, Russell, sat behind me, composing all the new songs for the season. And I have to say, he's got several new ones and they've all got one thing in common. They're all absolute shites. I mean, they're nice, but they don't quite rhyme scan, or have a good tune, or any good lyrics, but keep working on it, Rustam. Yeah, I'm oh, no, they're perfect. They're all involve being shite and playing on Thursday nights, aimed at Man United. Indeed, which is good. The theme yeah. is good, yeah. which needs a little bit more work. Also, just a quick note, someone over there got a bit upset when we sung Your City is Blue. Yes. I don't know why, we wouldn't have been here so late oh, on, oh, oh, just before kick-off had oh. and been for all the tourists, <laughs> on the motorway. <laughs> Soto, brilliant again. He's, he's running. Look at He's running it. And he started a move that we've got going on at the moment. Edge of the box. Oh! Got both goals. Yes. Charlie, that's not too bad, is it? 6-0 Maggie. Okay. Lot of games. <laughs> we'll take it. Olympian, Olympian, Olympian,
0: Olympian. And
3: that move was started in sublime style by Paisedo, man of the match, hands Caicedo down. Super isn't it? has been immense. Back heeled it, got the ball rolling oh, out of the back. Yeah
4: snappy, quick, way. straight
3: to the other end. Buried by... Pascale cross cross goal. Both Gross goals. buried it. Both goals, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and we've looked at the better side, haven't we? We've looked at the better side. By a mile, since so about the 15th minute, we've been the best side. And it's not over yet. <laughs> We're on the attack again. And we've won the ball. And the ref's it a free kick. Ridiculous. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. right, wait. It's two-one now. We are just past the eighty-third minute. Oh, uh, we at, are hanging on there, We've sat a bit deeper. We're coming back on the front we foot. Are, but bringing in He's pressing the ball slightly higher up the field, yeah. which has relieved the pressure the a bit. Of was hard, it? on the overlap on the right. Yep. Could this be on the inside? Squares it by the computer. Oh, it's blocked. It's blocked. Yeah, good, L- good value, Lallana was Lallana was tiring, wasn't he? He was bollocks. He had to come off. So Lampard came control, on. But he was bollocks. Two uh, good changes. Lamptey came on uh for uh, March. Oh uh, no no! Oh, for, for for Trossard. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we moved. Um, we moved. Yeah. So he straight away moved Solly March to left back. Yep. Yeah. It's just a bit of nerves about this. We we've, we've been the better team all game. United have been in it more in the second half, but there is a danger they could get an equalizer They're too deep in the second half. Yeah. That's what worries me. So it's either going to be, look, we're going to crumble suddenly, or catch them on the break, maybe. A gross hat-trick, yeah. A gross hat-trick would be nice. That's it, ref. Five minutes at home. Five seconds done. for the sub. Oh. Yeah. That's too much.
0: are getting under. That's too much. Get there, Terry. Listen, boys!
3: So we won it 2-1. Beautiful. Beautiful. We love it. Quick word. Ahmed. First time at United. First time for us to win at United. All good, eh? All good, yeah. I predicted 2-1. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. I said 2-1. They've come all this way. <laughs> and where the hell is Alistair? He only lives there in the bloody corner. Exactly. Where is Alistair? Oh, brilliant. Just like Bryson Oh, a couple of decades. And he's getting kicked out for it. that he finally won here as yeah. well. I knew we were going to win this, yeah. this match. That's why I've come along, made yeah. sure I was here. I went for 2-1 yeah. as a prediction, didn't put any yeah. money on it, which I had now. Fantastic, eh? 2-5! I am excited
0: about
5: it. Oh, yeah. definitely can sound <laughs> excited about
1: it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, post match walking back to the car and with Charlie Charlie that was rather nice wasn't it glorious day out <laughs> glorious weather <laughs> glorious football glorious result. I mean there's no rain in Manchester the weather's really hot as well what's going on <laughs> it's tropical according to our northern friend rarities are bounds because we've just won our first game the whole Trafford as well Ridiculous. what do you think about that incredible
5: And in the end we made it more hard work than it probably should have been but never really looked in doubt a couple of half chances they had a couple of bits of pressure towards the end yeah. but Done
1: pretty well. <laughs> we, we were just, uh, I think, first half in particular, we were outstanding. I think far the better side. Could have been more, should have yeah. been more. Yeah. Bit like the same story as the uh, last game in the amex Yes. However, we have to have a word about Casado. Uh huh. He was absolutely phenomenal, wasn't he? He was dominant. He was running the show in the first half, particularly.
5: Brilliant. Man of the match, I'd say. Yeah. Hard not to give a man of the match to someone who scored two goals, but I think Casado yeah. was, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, was the best player on the pitch. The other man, of course, being Pascal Gross, he, he,
5: I think he was on for the whole game. He, was. he, was,
1: uh, he was great. He, he did he very well. Towards but the end, he super. helped us he
5: winning the ball, holding the ball up. Sort of taking time out of the game.
1: Uh, he was very good too. Yeah, and what a great way to start the season! Our first ever win at Man U. Um, we've got Newcastle at home next. The uh, sorry, Desportivo F.C. at home next week. Um So we've got got that one to look forward to. And in the meantime, uh, superb! I'll see you there next week. And that's an upturn! Yeah. So, Nick, we're walking back to the car, or the cars, I should say. Um, you are locally based, as regulars to the show will know. Yeah. And you've got a little bit of a Manchester accent in there somewhere as well. <laughs> I <saying> that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you were just saying off air that you, you used to have more City than United fans in your office. Yeah. It's more the other way now. So this is going to be particularly entertaining and relieving as well. It's yeah. to come tomorrow, Monday, when you go into
4: work yeah. Well, you're in I, don't, I don't go into work we do Zoom's meetings and team's oh, meetings and <laughs> I'll be wearing my full kit tomorrow <laughs> <You> <laughs> might, to A few rogue meetings just to rub it in You might get kicked off Jackie Weaver style <laughs> <laughs> Off the basis of what's you happened have
3: no <laughs> <laughs> You have no authority Jackie Weaver <laughs> But, no, that was absolutely Ooh. superb, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah Best Last time tomorrow. I walked down this Cheers. Like... Cheers, you too.
4: Last like, time I walked down this road, I was uh, with Alistair, yeah. and uh, we've just been beat two nil. It's that yeah. just the start of that really bad run we had in the middle of our season, and this is fantastic. You know, Sun is shining, yeah. Just one away, too. I'm a bit nervous towards the end, to yeah. be fair. Made harder work of it than we might have done, but yeah, yeah. It was well. I tell you what. First of all, it's like the first win ever at United, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I think you were
1: saying it's your eighth, eight date or ninth eight, visit. Eighth
4: visit. This is my one. fifth as well. Yeah. Was, well so, one of them
1: was England, but apart from that, oh, yeah, no joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely. So terrible. it makes a beautiful change. That 2 0 game you were talking about—that's the one where Dunk got sent off, and they got they caught us on the break for a second, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Right? Yeah.
4: When they brought um, Ronaldo on, I thought, ah, oh, no, that's going to be it. It's going to be the turning point because he jo- he scored against us at the end. Uh, what though? I I
1: kind of felt strangely alright about that. I, obviously he's dangerous Of course he is And there was a couple Of threat, threatening moments But I didn't feel Excessively worried About him in particular well,
4: Just, just he, the
1: general notion That they couldn't have a goal But not yeah,
4: but did, Not
1: thinking he would Come on and change the game And he He, he didn't really Did he? I
4: mean, he didn't change it. But it's like the whole crowd lifted And the atmosphere lifted yeah. And it was like An extra step From there in their game But like you say they actually only, Did they score from a corner? It was wasn't it? I yeah, I mean, it, was right, right, yeah. it didn't yeah. look really To me From my angle look Like they were ever going To score an open play So I think our defence marshaled them well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the way we played today. Oh, particularly the first 45, that's absolutely superb, wasn't it? <laughs> I couldn't believe what we were watching yeah. when we saw them play like that. Uh, talking to Charlie
1: just now there about, as I say though, it was absolutely outstanding oh, yeah. dominance yeah, in the game, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah.
4: You, you just didn't miss the in that game, did you? Oh. I mean, he just... It, not sure if it was in man McAllister sort of dominate. They've well, got two of them together, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they just dominated that midfield. Uh, I, yeah, like I say, I couldn't take, I couldn't name a man of the match because I thought they were all brilliant. March, I thought he was brilliant as well. Yeah, and then when he got yeah, off, he had very good game. Yeah, when he took him off, he got the standing ovation, didn't he? So yeah, that's it, absolutely brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think somebody said coming out of the away stand at the end there, that's you know, almost that was probably better from though, than anything persumers turn out or as good as anything I know,
4: I know. and, he was, and he was he always had two around him and he made space yeah. he got a, w- a ball away yeah less so in that middle patch you know at 20 yeah. minutes in the, in the second half but mind <laughs> you the, the only worry is this is still like st- still a
1: while of the transfer window to go he's <laughs> playing too well yeah. too soon yeah. I, I was thinking that do you
4: just say play yeah. shit for a bit yeah. but
1: um <laughs> Yeah. we'll
4: just not play them until uh, the game's like... it does I just I just feel I felt like you know after the Espanyol game when yeah. I mean, we won 5 we won it so easy at Canter yeah. I know it's only a friendly and all that, but yeah. I just thought, you know, if we can carry this form from last yeah. season into this season, yeah, like we have
1: done by the looks of it, I think we could have a really good season this yeah. season. Yeah. start something yeah. to go on. Yeah. And our, our away form was great anyway, last yeah. season. Yeah. So we've just carried on when we left off in yeah. that regard. I think we're fourth or fifth, fifth yeah. best in the division for yeah. that. Yeah. The home form was the problem.
4: Yeah. Last year. But, but leaving that turned around towards the end, didn't it? Yeah. You, you yeah, saw yeah, the true. games forward. with, was it, West Ham and United, United, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And the goal scoring isn't that issue anymore. That became a big thing, didn't it? Yeah. So again, that's that's all right. A couple of goals already yeah, from yeah. open play. From open play This season it. already. And bodes um, well. If only that header had gone yeah, in from nice Welbeck, nice but, nice. but you know, I'd love
1: him to have uh, scored at United. <laughs> yeah, that would have be been good because he keeps looking like he's going to, yeah, and then yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that was early in the second half, wasn't it? He had a free yeah. header. Yeah. Couldn't quite direct it. Yeah. Just
4: over the bar. But, yeah gone because I love working my favourite player you know,
1: that team and so yeah. you know, if he had scored it would be fantastic but anyway there you go you can't complain 2-1 cheers Nick until the next time and so finally I'm with George who last time I came to an away game with you uh, we came from your dad's house he drove us to Wolves and we won 3-0 and now we've come up to Mount United and got our first win here. I think we should do this more often. I think shouldn't we, we definitely should.
5: <laughs> if we continue like this, there's no way I'm going back to Australia. <laughs> That's uh, five games since I've been back, four wins and a draw. And the Leeds game was the draw, and we should have won that as well.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, you're not going back to Australia. That's no.
5: what <laughs> not our plan. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was quite, quite a great day, out, wasn't it, and a superb result for us. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we we struggled in the first five ten minutes or so to get a grip with their tactics but worked it out eventually, nullified yeah. all their threat and started to turn the screw. And by half at the half hour mark we were pushing for the goal which we eventually got. Yeah. Another one ten minutes later, bloody hell we're in Dreamland, <laughs> 2-0 up before half time. And you can feel the groans and moans of discontent around the home home yeah, support. Exactly,
1: yeah. And I think it's a funny setup wasn't it as well because we had we had the centre back, so obviously we had Webster playing on the left side, dunk in the middle Velman to the right, and then we had Grosh over. It's pretty Fane. much as I called it before
5: the ticket yeah. announced. Besides, uh, I had Mweppu in instead of Lolana, but Lallana started, which I think was a good choice actually. But they played a weird setup, didn't they? Webster was sort of drifting out quite wide yeah. to
1: support yeah. the left side wing, yeah. which is where Trossop was, and um, leaving gaps. But then you had Muepa, uh, Casado,
5: and. Casado and Lolana. Lolana, Casado had the most incredible game. He was bossing the midfield in there. You yeah. often saw him winning the big one-to-ones, the big challenges, yeah. and um, he often had McTominay often two or three yards behind him, chasing him. It, he wasn't he even close t- enough to get away exactly. with loads of um, yellow cardboard exactly. free kick. Not fouls, like the was home game <laughs> back in May, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, was, he had uh, he had McTominay and Fred on toast yeah. in that uh, that first half and. As a result, Fred came off, and uh, was it Ronaldo came on for Fred uh, yeah. early yeah. in the second half. Yeah. When uh, the crowd, had, uh, sorry,
1: when the um, when United got their goal back, the crowd got up obviously for once they're making a bit of noise, which they hadn't done since kickoff, pretty much. <laughs> or At least we couldn't hear them anyway. Yeah. And um, they were getting their heads yeah, up, weren't they? There was a worry. Five
5: minutes, didn't they? And yeah. We also... thought we'd
1: just got to weather it, but yeah, I think the threat came and went a bit actually. It but was... we did start to
5: sit deep, and we we make... was getting increasingly deeper and deeper into our own box, and you yeah. felt the inevitable might just come, and so we found a way just to just yeah. to keep them out. And yeah, it did feel like um, it was very very nerve wracking that that second half, most yeah. of it. We didn't really have an awful lot to to talk about and uh, sort yeah. of looking through your fingertips at times <laughs> but we hung on Definitely. we got over the line yeah and uh yeah that atmosphere after the final whistle oh, dreamland absolutely brilliant. brilliant
1: they don't seem to like the your city's blue <laughs> song
5: too much like, that's funny they um, yeah. kind of like it <laughs> yeah horses for courses isn't it <laughs> uh, just it must be such a miserable time to be a to be a Man United fan right now Yeah as, A change of manager Okay uh, very very early days yeah. but, um, but change of manager And no joy no yet it in the didn't change really seem like An awful lot of difference To be honest no. uh, I mean I think Ten Hag will probably have A strategy and a game plan That he mm. wants to employ For his team But it did feel like it, no, They weren't 100% In it together And mm. I think we exploited that To the fullest Because yeah. we found a formula That works for us Yeah and we, we know how to exploit other teams' weaknesses. Yeah. And yeah. we did exactly that today.
1: Yeah, and it's, it was fantastic to see. Really enjoyed it. Great day, out. And as you said, your record is
5: pretty bloody good uh, <laughs> when you've been coming to games. Please tell me you're coming to all of the upcoming matches. <laughs> um, I might not be at the home game against Newcastle next week, um, Local cricket team might need me to put okay. out all the stops with the Fair bat enough. and the ball again. But uh, <laughs> it's a uh, been a regular occurrence this season. But uh, um, Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to the West Ham game away. I'm going yep. to Leeds at home and yep. Fulham away as well. And not not the Bournemouth game, but probably the Palace game. So there's quite a few lined up. I'm trying to get as many in before I do eventually depart sometime in November, I reckon. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I think Bournemouth's one the... Uh...
1: The only one of those that I'm not going to, but yeah. you're not going to that either. So, so yeah, that's
5: that works well. out well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there we go. So George, it's a job well done again today, yeah, isn't it's it? It's bloody brilliant, mate. I'm going to enjoy the uh, the <laughs> service station stuff on the way home and uh, be able to have a chat with some of the United fans who are inevitably making their way back down south as exactly, well. Exactly, <laughs>
1: yeah. Can we just say there was a lot of congestion on the way up here? Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. Albion have only got a limited number that we, we given. You know, we could or whatever it was, 3,000 yep. Um the so rest there was more than 3,000 was worth uh, football traffic coming up quite a lot more, yeah. And uh, yes, we did confirm that uh, indeed there was any surprise at all that indeed quite a few of them were man U fans <laughs> and they were being pretty mouthy at the services, yeah,
5: absolutely. Giving it the big yeah, they were doing 20 times 20 times
1: song, yeah. And, well, that's nothing to do with us, yeah. Then they said they were going to win 5 0, and there was um, just
5: a load of gloating, and we thought, well. You know, the only number that we care about is four. and uh, <laughs> Or it was, anyway. there's a two we quite like now as well. Well, 6-1 isn't a bad aggregate score no, for, not the, too bad. for the last couple of games. So we are delighted to have um, shut them up. Yeah, I would just wish
1: we could see them again on the services <laughs> yeah. all the way back.
3: Maybe we will. Yeah, I think we will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there we have it. There was the audio from the match day itself. Uh, sums up a fair few bits about what happened there. It was good to see Nick, by the way, up there in Manchester in his local area. Um, Peter, let's get your views now. I mean, obviously a 2-1 win, just to quickly go through the team uh, for the album at least anyway, Um we started with Sanchez in goal, and we had a curious-looking lineup ahead of that, didn't we? With what essentially seemed to be Veltman, Dunk, and Webster as a back three. Webster on the left side of that, obviously. Um, Grosch, McAllister, and Caicedo further forward. March and Trossard playing in some kind of a wide setup. Lalana as the attacking mid, and Danny Welbeck as our sole attacker. Um, from what I could tell, it was a curiosity because it seemed that we were setting up with Webster dropping quite wide to the left. There was quite big gaps of 20, 25 yards between centre backs on a number of occasions, which is what they tell you not to do normally in training. Um, but we had Caicedo and Grosh on occasions, either one or both of them, dropping in to fill the void as and when needed. So it was quite an adventurous formation. Um, and it um, after a, a bit of a brief start in Man United's favour, we took control as that half went on. And what a half it was. What a game it was. Your views, Peter? Well,
2: yeah, it was, I think, yeah, I think I, I agree with that. I think we were very open the first 20 minutes or so. Um, and it worried me quite a lot. There were like big gaps down the fangs. So I think Webster did come across and cover quite well. And Beltman did, to be fair, at the right as well, because March and Trosside were playing a long way upfield for wing-backs. They were playing like wingers. You've only got to look at the first 10 seconds, or whatever it was, when Trossard blocked a clearance from one of their, their full and had a shot. That's not a sort of action that you normally take as a wing-back in the first minute at Old like Trafford. It. Hmm. Um, so identically,
1: what ten seconds?
2: Yeah, something like that. But the key—they—they'd obviously been told to press, 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 and high up the pitch, and we did. And it wasn't just the odd one or two; it was numbers being pushed forward to try and like, put them in trouble. And United's passing suffered massively as a result. I mean, their one massive chance in the first half was quite lucky anyway, because I think someone blocked Tomine's cross and it fell perfectly for Fernandez, and he should have done a lot better with it. But that would have been quite a lucky, it was a quite lucky deflection from McTominay's cross. It was. Um, yeah, and genuinely, they just, they didn't know how to deal with it. I mean, Ted 10 said after the game that we played the long ball. It's com- I mean, it's completely delusional to say that. But we played longer ball than we normally do, which was perfect. I think we we played, you know, nice. We, the two big differences maybe recently that we haven't had before in the Premier League is we've been, a, whereas we used to play in front of the back four, that we posed them back four and let them get back and hold the ball quite a lot. We have on the one hand um, started playing reasonably, you know, not long, not hoofing in that field, but playing tactical long balls towards Welbeck to try and either get him going or get the second ball from that. And also the moves like the second goal where we didn't stop the ball and, and go inside and pass it back and forth and wait for the team to go back. We actually carried on attacking and pushed forward. And as a result, we found them short of numbers at the back. And, I, and I've been, you know, the, the, one of my few you know, frustrations, obviously, I've not been Hotton's biggest fan for uh, the whole time he's been here. I think he's done, a, you know, generally done a pretty, yeah, really good job. But obviously there were our times when he, he struggled a bit as well, even last season. I would say the frustrations in some of the games is that we we played too you know too much in front of the other teams that we we let them get back into position and so, Sunday neither of those things were true, you know but we've had two different ways of 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 attacking on top of our normal way, and we looked so good for it, and yeah, it was a really good performance. The issue then comes following it up against, say, someone like Newcastle or Leeds, where they're not necessarily going to, while they'll play quite open football, they won't necessarily play so high up and, yeah, leave so many gaps and also be so disorganized in the case of Manu. I mean, they were frankly dreadful most of the first half and they weren't much better in the second half. We'll come on to, uh, the reason they won the second half and it wasn't their play.
1: It was, uh, a certain certain official officiating, should we say? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I I agree with you that I think Potter's been variable in terms of um, the satisfaction guaranteed sort of thing. It, uh, it, it, sometimes we do just, we, we retain possession, obviously, very well, but we don't necessarily get the incision in there. And I do think we were back to doing that again. And we are at our best yeah. when we do that. I think we're a footballing side. We've and been if- brilliant at times. I mean, Anfield, the Liverpool away last year was yeah. superb. And
2: yeah, home, obviously Tottenham away, Arsenal away. We've had some really good examples. But yeah, other other games we can just... We don't really look like we're ever going to score, and it's, it can get frustrating for fans, especially
1: at home where teams are a bit deeper. Yeah, the, the moving the ball quicker is utterly essential, especially against those deeper sitting teams uh, for sure. And we do need to up up our game in that. But we're certainly at our best when we do that. Um, I think we we just looked snappy, we looked f- flashy in a good way. Some really good little touches and half touches and jinks and and. Um, little kind of uh, reverse balls and things like that that were going on, which are great to see both the goals uh, well worked from our point of view, particularly the second one, which is actually superb. We'll get onto that in a moment, but um, the overall setup was great. I think, it was interesting that Ten Hag obviously must have come out thinking, right? They like to play out from the back. We're gonna we're gonna press them high. We're gonna play with the force nine as Eriksson, and we're gonna squeeze the space. And um, they must have thought that they were gonna catch us out doing that. And we did play it long when we needed to. Danny Welbeck was a really good outlet for that. He's looking mm. sharp. There was a good interview in the Athletic this week where he's talking about how much better he feels, and it's the first time he's had a proper pre-season in ages, and all those sort of things. And also, you know, as far as we know, not no injuries lingering in the background that he might need an operation for, as he did in September, for example, last year. So, so we had him up there, and he was looking sharp, and he was keeping them busy, and he was having a great game. And that gave us that outlet. I don't think we were the long ball team that was implied in in Ten Hag. Nice. rather curious comments, really. I mean, it was, it, it was effectively, we were negating the tactics that we knew Manchester United were probably going to a- approach us with, because we know he's a tactician, Ten Hag. We know he's a, a guy who... Does a lot of scrutiny and analysis, and we knew he was going to work hard on the opposition side of things. And uh, well, we outtacted him. We knew he was going to do that, and we had something planned for it. And we were able to still play out from the back as well. Again, the second goal of being a classic example. Um, but I think we just got the tactics right. A number of players were on form in this match as well. And right from the off, you could see the hunger and the uh, and the desire in uh, in Trossard. Lalana came out. Actually, it was a curious um, appointment to the to the eleven, wasn't it? Where you wondered, ooh, Lalana. He was the one question mark. I think everybody was a bit curious about, especially playing in that attacking role. We weren't sure how it was going to set up. We thought he might be more just a, a number eight, but he was playing kind of pretty advanced, wasn't he? Um, yeah. and, and I thought um, he did well. He flagged. He's going to flag in games. He flagged badly. Probably could have got subbed a bit sooner, to be honest, um, from Wepu. than he. Yeah, was. that, that would be my uh, one criticism of Potter. I
2: think he should have reacted quicker. And I, I don't think the goal should have stood anyway. And I don't yeah, think, and true. we should have had a free kick beforehand. But we'll get into that. But they were getting on top of it to a degree and we should have, I'm surprised Welbeck didn't come off earlier as well. He looked a bit knackered. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I think the five subs rule may end up actually benefiting people like Lalana, like maybe Lamptey as well in terms of starts. Players yeah. who maybe aren't that often going to last the 490. If you're playing players like that with three subs, you're kind of like, you might actually end up, you know, you're kind of using one or two of your three subs automatically. Whereas if you don't, if you play them with five subs, then actually there's still quite a lot left and,
1: yeah, it's not don't a constriction anymore, is it? If you've got five, yeah. you could, you, you've got all the all the attributes, uh, all the um, options that you need, really, there, haven't you? And Lallana, as you said, that might, that's going to benefit him, I think, and it'll benefit Graham Potter. We know, you know, from the fans' forum uh, and from general conversations and, and the fact that the Albion voted for five subs in the temporary period before mm-hmm. probably did on this occasion as well.
2: Well, um, I, I think the other big thing is while maybe we haven't got the quality of a lot of teams, we also don't have the drop-off in quality that some teams do as well well we have probably 16 17 players who are not too dissimilar in ability in a lot of ways yes there's one or two standouts but you know so making us like three or four subs actually isn't you know it doesn't drop the quality on the pitch I'd say certainly in certain areas
1: and that's notwithstanding any of the prospects that we've got in our on our books who could step on at any moment as well and be a surprise but yeah I I agree with you completely I think the five subs will suit us look at this we we use four of the subs in the end as we mentioned, the first of those well Lampty came on for trossard and um and and then Wepu came on for lalana basically that that substitution wepu was seventy sixth minute as we said yeah. it should have been probably a good at least five minutes, preferably ten minutes sooner that 's the only criticism I think I would have of the of the uh, the tactical side of things, yeah nothing and else there was, there was also we did sit start to drop and sit a bit deeper in the second half, which I think is a Psychological thing that happens to teams. It's maybe not a tactical thing, uh, but it's certainly, I suppose, a subsidiary criticism. You
2: it can... also was United improving and pushing forward a bit as well. I mean, you know, we still had chances. Forward. We still attacked. Welbeck had a very good chance, and this is my one slight concern with Welbeck. For all his all his quality, and he was brilliant on Sunday. Three games in a row where he's missed a really good chance, and we. Two of them we could have paid for it. Leeds we did. He missed a, a really good chance at the far post to make it two 0 at Leeds, having taken a much more difficult chance. Well Peter he missed a sure, really if... good header straight to the keeper against West Ham before scoring afterwards. And then Saturday, yeah. and then Sunday, he should have done much better with that header. Just um, off time, yeah. Is he going yeah. to be the one who? T- I'm not. I mean, he'll get goals, but I'm not sure he'll be the one to absolutely end the debate about a you know, a 12, 12, 14 goal striker that some people see. I think he might get double early, like you know, nine ten, but I'm not convinced. If he misses chances like that, that he's going to get more. I hope he proves you wrong. But...
1: If, we, if we are deadly serious about the Champions League, then, you know, we're going to have to start up our game, aren't we? So... <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... i crush
2: on the other hand, though. is guaranteed to get, what, $76 at this rate this season? Yeah.
1: Um, the interview with um, Danny Welbeck was interesting in The Athletic. I, I, I'd urge people to read it if you've got access to it. Um, it was interesting. It was quite... Um, Revelatory in terms of you know how he's been and what he's been doing, um, but essentially he is full of praise for the club. He came to us because of Dan Ashworth, who of course he knew from the England setup, and Adam Lallana, uh both from the same and, and from other stuff as well. Um, you know he, he he was he came recommended. Oh, sorry, well we came recommended to him, which was interesting. The setup did make a difference, and I mean he scored something in the region. I think it's forty six goals. Is it? I think or was it no, fifty or is it fifty six goals, I can't remember now. Um but he's he scored twelve of those with us, uh plus three assists. And he's um if we can keep him fit, he can be a real a real difference to yeah, us.
2: Absolutely our eleven game uh, run without a win last year, I think, was with started when he got injured at Palace and finished when he well, technically we were already two up against Brentford, but I think he was on the bench that day. So I mean, you've got to look at how much we miss him. And obviously, at that point, we only had Mopé as an alternative. So it put an awful lot of pressure on him to do it. And obviously, we know he's a bit up and down. So yeah. it's no surprise that... I and mean, he is, I don't have any doubt, our number one striker when fit. He's The quality he has, the pace he has to get in behind was and, fire, and Martin, couldn't deal with him. Um, and is this a good yeah. time to mention he should have had a penalty? Does this seem a fair it's, time? It's a I mean... Yeah. Basically, it was a pretty much, barring the result, the same old story, at Old Trafford. We were, we were punished with a selection of terrible refereeing and bar decisions that, quite frankly, I, I just, I don't understand. Even Dermot Gallagher's criticizing the penalty. I mean, first half, McTominay, despite the BBC attempts to explain that, that Casino went in in a slightly two footed way, which is not even particularly true. He didn't dangerously, he might have jumped a little bit, but he didn't put his studs anywhere near anywhere near McTominay. McTominay went in on his ankle. How that is not a clear and obvious error. You know, it's a classic red card. It's every every time that will be a red card these days. It's not, it's a clear and obvious error. Then, I mean, I'm still confused as to how that's not a penalty. It was the most blatant shove in the back. All this soccer about, you know, they say, they say about shoulder to shoulder, and it was like Gallagher was trying to explain that maybe the referee thought it was shoulder to shoulder. And if well,
1: that's from, from, his, from his angle, perhaps, but then, then look at Vaughan and yes. it's obvious from he there. literally elbowed him in the back, didn't he? Basically, yeah, it's <laughs> as simple as that. I mean, and he uh, should have. Uh, it
2: could have been a second yellow as well because he'd already been booked for a pretty true. cynical foul on the halfway line. And then <laughs> to top it all off, I mean, I've not seen a replay of the Trossard, what I thought was a foul and the build-up to their goal, but it looked a foul, pretty clear foul in the area to me. It certainly was like. A number of ones he gave for them throughout the game as he was, it was not only the big decisions. He gave them every single free kick he could while ignoring quite a few of our pretty clear ones. They break away and win a corner. The corner is handballed by Dallow, but apparently that doesn't count as handball now because he didn't score. And then Maguire is offside, but isn't interfering with play because somehow, even though he's like right next to Sanchez and McAllister on the line, how hmm. how is that not interfering with play? I yeah. mean. It's just, you, you couldn't make it up, really. Although they do, of course, don't they? So.
1: Yeah, I, we've, we, we've long since known, obviously, that Man United get decisions in their favour against the vast majority of teams and always against us. We've had it in every game I can remember. There's been at least something. Last season, I, I, I maintain that was not a sending off offence. It wasn't, no. At all, and it led to just getting caught on the break for a 2-0 in the end because, um, you know... <sighs> It really was frustrating to be down to 10 men. There's the famous 3-2 defeat with the five crossbars, etc. We've gone on to... 2-1 um,
2: up there where Welbeck was taken out completely from behind when about to score from,
1: yeah, by Maguire. Exactly. And here we go again. And we have played against... A, well, you can't even call it a 12th man. There's so many decisions in their favour. More than any one player would have affected the game on the pitch. So you could call it a thir- 12th and 13th man, as far as I'm concerned. 14th, I 15th. On, on, all, on all of these decisions, Peter... Um, I agree with you on everything you said about the Man United goal, which did put a lot of pressure on us because obviously it pulled the yeah. score back and they got their heads up and the crowd got, got noisy for a change for about five minutes. Um, <laughs> but it was a blatant penalty. There was enough force in the in the push, whether it's an elbow or not, there was enough force in that to warrant it being uh, a foul rather than just a coming together or an allowable contact as they would call it that was a I'm pretty sure that was an elbow and it was definitely forceful enough anyway whatever it was for that to be a foul so that should have been a penalty also one thing you've not mentioned oh and the McTominay thing I completely agree with you by the way Man United fans that I know who I've obviously been giving stick to are very slow to reply but when they finally did and I posted a picture of the McTominay thing and a video they're saying no no he's he hasn't gone over the ball he's gone he's got the ball and then that's fine as we all know that isn't enough of an excuse if you go mm-hmm. in with force you touch the ball and you then make contact forcefully with a player or in a damaging manner that can constitute a red card and should constitute a red card see, see dale stevens for example exactly yeah exactly and and that that was less of a foul yeah, was, that wasn't a foul i mean well, it wasn't one. Yeah. The other way, if anything. Um, in this particular instance, you've got McTominay, who I'm now calling McToo Many, as in gets away with too many yellow cards and red cards. This, oh, he got a yellow card for this, by the way, didn't he, in this particular instance, I think. But that that's the one where for once he got a yellow. He should have actually got the red. Um, it, it was too forceful. It could have broken his leg. Yeah. I mean, very he,
2: yeah. is so. very lucky that he, he didn't break yeah. his ankle. And it, I mean, carry on as well. McTominay, I reckon, probably would have been sent off in this fixture about four times he played for Brighton. He, he just, it's just he plays for Man U, so he gets away with it. And how yeah. on earth they can continue to play McTominay and Fred in midfield is beyond me. I mean, they were dreadful last year at the Amex. They were dreadful. They weren't that great from what I saw of the game against them at, the old, at old Trafford either, If, they, if they play. but were they playing together then? I can't remember. Yeah, Every absolutely. United fan team just think they're useless, but yet they still seem
1: to carry on playing together. McTumany, uh, is he would not be in that Man United team if he didn't get away with all of this stuff that he continually gets away with. He should get four bookings a game in the games I've seen him play, either live on TV when it's a different team or against us. Um, and... He's not a good player, so if he's no. not a good player and he's a liability, which he should be proved to be, if he was getting the decisions against him that he should have done, then he's an absolute, an absolute but, nightmare. And he, and he, he would be dropped immediately. Well, he'd be dropped because he'd, he'd be suspended. <laughs> and, and, was, and, and
2: alongside him, you have—I'm I mean, looking at the stats now that I sent through earlier. You have oh, yeah. Fred, who, uh who I think I worked out cost five million pounds less than our entire team that started yesterday. I think yep. he was fifty million, and I think the team was about fifty-five. I think I was working out, um, and he won no tackles, no ground duels, no no aerial duels, didn't complete any any kind of take-ons as they put it here, or kind of like dribbles past. Yep. It didn't complete any key passes. Won no fouls. was triple passed twice and lost possession nine times.
1: It's cool. I don't mean, cool think you or I could have, could have contributed that in the end, couldn't we? It's got cool hair though, Peter. That's what matters, you know. but It's looking good if you're a Premier League player. <laughs> uh, just on the referee, though. I mean, they they are awful that midfield, and it's there isn't enough of a change at this very early stage in Man United to suggest that anything's going to be no. significantly better. Um, there was an announcement that came over the the, the stadium tannoy that sounded like an airport thing. You know, where you get that doo doo sort of thing. And I was half expecting them to say, um, announcement, uh, Manchester United's titled <laughs> opportunities are departing from platform four. Please board the train. You know, it, it, that, they, they're so far away from the top two. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah, I, I don't ridiculous. see
2: Rabiot and Arda al coming in and
1: changing no. <laughs> that. And I, I'm disappointed with Ten Hag with what he said, because he is a manager I've rated. I think he's done a really good job with Ajax. He got them to a Champions League, what was it, semi semi-finals, some good campaigns in general. He's tactical. He's astute. He's got the best out of players who aren't necessarily that good yeah. as well. So you would have thought you would have fitted him well with Man United. Um, but OK, it's very early days. It's the first match, competitive match. And we'll have to see how it pans out over time. I was pleased we played the first game of the season because I thought yeah. I would catch him short. And as I said in the preview pod, 2-1, I think Margaret said the same. Jack said the same, but then bottled it and went for a 1-all. Um, and I think Richie did as well that came on. Um, but essentially, it felt like yeah, we're going to win this. It's going to be a two-one. We're up for it. We think we can do it. And I didn't fear them. I didn't fear them even when Ronaldo came on. Yes, he is the worry. He can do stuff, but he's past his best. And we're didn't, in didn't be
2: interested, to be honest.
1: Can I just say though, on the on the refereeing, everything you've said is spot on. But should have got sent off. We should have had a penalty. Their goal should have been disallowed. But on top of all that, there was a period, uh, as, as if we don't think Tierney's bad enough, and also the lines were on, on our side in the second half, but in the first half, in the, I think it was around the 24th minute, um, there were three decisions the referee made. I didn't realise how close to each other they were. They were all in the space of about 90 seconds. First of all... Um, we found one of our players pushed their guy on the edge of the box when we were attacking and a free kick was awarded, which was taken from the wrong position very quickly. So that should have been pulled back. It would have been pulled back if it was us trying to take it that quickly.
2: Well, he did as well with a few, th- a couple of throws we did, even though it was yeah, going backwards already.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there we go. Case in point. But they, they were allowed to take the free kick quickly from the wrong position. The ball went upfield. Ericsson had that shot on the in the inside left position, which mm. went tamey to the goalie, you might remember. What I forgot was, pretty much straight from that, we kicked the ball upfield, Welbeck was given offside. That was not offside. It wasn't. It was level. I've looked back at it on TV. He was level. It's the one where he pulls the ball down with his left yeah. foot, cuts inside, and he has the edge on the defender. And he's breaking in at the angle with a potential one-on-one with the goalie, and it's pulled back for an offside. To my mind's eye, and what, from what I could see, that was that was level. It was certainly as level as the goal that was given, where second goal, I think it was, wasn't it? Where he got the assist. First um, goal when he was. Oh, first first goal. goal, sorry, yeah, yeah. So that happened immediately after they got their free kick from the wrong position. And then off the back of that, the ball went straight upfield and McTominay um, tries to break um, Casado's leg. That was in 90 seconds. He got three decisions wrong. One of them a major one, of course. Well, you could argue two of them major. Although so, to be fair, one was the linesman getting it wrong rather than him. In well, yeah, that's, that's that's true, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Between them. So we had that a couple of times in very quick succession from a very similar position. They were allowed to take a free kick with a rolling ball. It's a small detail, it doesn't make any difference to the game. But why is that being but yeah, the thing is I don't
2: mind that if if they do it all the way around, but they don't, oh. do they? That's the thing. It's like with us, these like you got to go back to that. Right. I think there was one in the first half when it might be in Veltman throw it back to Dunk and it was already thrown back to him. It Mm. went backwards, but yet they made him go back and take it again further back. It's like, but he's just literally thrown it backwards.
1: What is the point of that? Exactly. And where where they slow things down, if if it doesn't slow Man United down, they've just got those extra couple of seconds sooner to get the ball upfield. If you're chasing a game and the other team is maybe getting leggy, for example, that can make a di- those little, little small details can start mm. to make a difference. I'm not saying they did in this game, but but to me, I thought well, he He just gave pretty there. much
2: everything to United, didn't he? I mean, that was it yeah. was literally yeah every decision he could, every every time he could do it. It,
1: it was it was awful. Uh, he was awful. The linesman on this side was awful.
2: Um, yeah. The only decision we got in our favour all game, which would have been overturned if it had been a goal anyway, was that offside against Ronaldo when he squared it for Rashford and, and Sanchez made a brilliant save. It did, yeah. But actually, that was already gone away anyway, so we declared it. So it wasn't like it benefited us that much anyway in the end because it would have been a goal anyway if once he'd, you know, because it had been looked at on VAR, so...
1: Yeah, and the, the Lino on the attacking Brighton right side as as they were attacking down near the, the well the front corner if you're watching on TV where the away fans were um the Lino on that side um you know he he gave a goal kick when the ball hadn't gone out of play um he gave one of the decisions the wrong way which had to do with a throw in right at the foul, end he gave
2: uh, a foul against that Undav when he was being hauled to the ground pretty much if he's kind of exactly. like Undav's only involvement he basically kind of their defender was pulling him to the ground and he gave a free kick to them.
1: That was poor.
2: And like, literally right in front of them as well. It was kind of...
1: Yeah, yeah. And there there were so many decisions that were all favourable to Man United. It was embarrassing. I'm actually embarrassed with how much they're allowed to get away with that. Ref Chester United, good riddance to them in the last two games. We've absolutely loved beating them. And what I would like to say... I mean, well, to be well, fair, well,
2: though, the worry is that, you know, if we end up missing out the title by two goals in the season, then we might come to regret that end of that game. Yeah. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly, yeah, (laughs) and we won't be in a title chase with Man United, that's for sure. Um, Can I also just say I've I've, I find Man United fans quite objectionable, and we're talking, of course, in generalisations here. But we went up by car. I went with some friends in a car, and we stopped at a couple of services. And one of them, there's loads of Man U fans were there, and um, they were being boisterous and starting a bit of banter. But their banter involved singing about their 20 titles which isn't a in the in the context of the fixture with us so what you know you're a big club you win lots of titles we're not a big club by comparison so what um and then we were we were sort of going 20 no we're counting one, two, three, four. Four seems a significant number and rings a bell from somewhere <laughs> the four nil um but they were actually quite i wouldn't say spiteful and nasty is the wrong words but you know, there was something. There was something a bit ugly about the way they're trying. There's to... There's an it. arrogant
2: edge to every United fan. I think pretty much, or at least the vast majority of them. They've and although they were kind on,
1: of, they were on the services. But I hasten to add, some of these were Manchester, Manchester United fans as well. But, they,
2: but even the Manchester ones, they've got this, they've got, you know, kind of arrogance and self, but you know, entitlement that they. How dare anyone, you know, the kind of little old Brighton come and compete with them and. You know, they shouldn't win be winning titles. It's only, they, you know, they, they're they entitled to win the league every year and that sort of thing, especially the younger generation. You grew up with, like, Ferguson's time and that sort of thing. And yeah. and it's, I mean, I grew up at a school with United fans who were basically glory hunters doing in Manchester. And it's why, it's one of the many reasons to this day. I despise
1: them. Yeah and we still haven't had any decisions needless to say oh. it's, the gap is getting bigger in terms of the the balance these these decisions do not I think we've ne- we're
2: never going to even out against United otherwise no we're going to end up winning 20-0 with like 19 penalties <laughs> then.
1: but I loved I loved uh, beating them I loved how narky some of their fans got um, there were some lads some young sort of like oiks um, who started trying to engage with the Brighton fans just to the left side of the away end as you look out on the pitch and us three in particular engaged with the Brighton fans. We were just laughing at them and obviously debating them in a gentle way. And they got pretty aggressive fingers trying to threaten us. And one of them got kicked out, playing right into our hands. You know, obviously that's just perfect. Collar from behind, taken out and um, just waving. Really he might
2: be as being lucky, really.
1: Yeah, but we we are still massively in credit on the decisions, but we're also massively in credit on the last two games. 6-1 on aggregate over the last two matches Thoroughly deserved win. It should have been a bigger margin, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, just to quickly mention, uh, we mentioned the Mwepu and Lamptey substitutions. Lamptey looked quite sharp when he came on. By the yeah, way, I
2: thought so too.
1: Just good, and he really did create. He, he looked back to his to his more adventurous best in the final third. Um, you mentioned Undav. He came on in the 95th minute, so he was the last sub. Um, we did have March off for Colwell as well in the 91st mm-hmm. minute. So a couple of um, debut performances there as well that we should mention. Um, and, I mean, there's no time to really see what they were like. I forgot they were on the pitch because we were just time-wasting in the corner, holding the ball up. England women's style, uh, which was brilliant for a while. And yeah, Grosh
2: did that very well, very effectively at the end, despite the linesman making the pitch smaller.
1: Yeah. The goals themselves, let's just talk about those specifically now that you've mentioned Grosh. He scored both goals. For me, he didn't quite make man of the match. I thought Kaiseido was utterly ridiculous in how good he was. He was dominating the game, particularly in the first half. Yeah, particularly
2: first ar- half, I think, is fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You certainly argue the case for Grosch as, um, as man of the match because he scored two goals and played very well. I think Trossard played very well. Lalana played very well to be flagged. Um, and, uh, I mean, there was a number of... on um, Welbeck as well played very well. I think they were the outstanding players. Everyone else was decent as well. But um, Gross got the two goals. Let's talk through those goals then, Peter. What did you make of the first one? Um,
2: really good. Yeah, in, initially, you know, good pressure. They were saying on Match Today about how De Gea gave up the short passing and then kind of like... So he was pushed into kicking it straight outfield. And someone was miscontrolled in midfield by us, having won it back. But then Casado did really well. Had a lovely one-two with Grosh. He was involved in both goals as well as scoring. I mean, he was involved in the middle of the park as well. I think it was him and, and Casado played a one-two, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, lovely ball-outs, nice ball-outs, Trostard. And United just didn't didn't get anywhere near him, did they? didn't even try and close him down. Probably yeah. felt he wasn't going to do too much then, but it was a brilliant through ball from Trossard. And A fantastic run from Welbeck, perfectly timed. You couldn't. You look at the, the clip, and it couldn't have been any better. Really, it literally it was toe to toe with Maguire when he went through.
1: What was good with that pass as well um, was that it was one which Lalana might have managed to get a foot onto in the near grounds uh, and, and could have glanced it in. But if he wasn't going to do that, it was going to land for Grosh. Yeah. Brilliant ball, wasn't it? Because there were two. Yeah, um, sure was. Sure was two
2: against one at the far post. And I mean, Grosh, I mean, that was a pretty simple finish and. Yeah, he obviously love scoring against Man U. So, it, yeah, it was a, a really nice move. And we it, we deserved it at that point. We'd been they, They'd started well first 10 minutes and then we'd been well on top since that point and had chances and had shots. And, yeah, at that point, I think I you're probably thinking, well, typical Albion, really. You know, nice possession, nice movement, but didn't really have the end final ball sometimes. But that worked really well. And then they never really quite recovered from that, I thought, the whole half. And it wasn't a surprise when we went two up and... I mean, I don't necessarily want Trossard to do things like that too much in his own, in his own corner, by the corner flag in his own half too often. Because <laughs> at some point, we're going to completely screw up and concede a goal as a result of it. But it was, having watched your match today, it was a brilliant flip to Casado, who he completely sh- does not he? he was yeah, so he shrugged off. Um, was it Ericsson or was it, or was it McTominay? Whoever it was, he shrugged him off. Yeah,
1: Ericsson, I think. Yeah,
2: outpaced him, plays it ahead. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice runs. Yeah. Good, good passing across. We actually didn't stop. We didn't go sideways. And that was to Grosh, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. It yeah. was a pass from, yeah, Casado to Grosh, Grosh into Lalana, out to March, who had a go at his man cut in, as he can do when, when he's on the left, when yeah. he's on the, playing on the right, sorry, on his left but Wasn't the best shot ever, actually. De Gea might have done a little bit better, but it fell nicely for the Grosh. And actually, it was quite a tidy finish, given it bobbled a little bit, I thought. And quite,
1: he, a, quite a much a bit harder bit finish in than it, his first goal. Quite got a lot of conviction on it, wasn't there? It, yeah. It fairly, fairly comprehensively to make sure it wasn't plucked away. And yeah, great finish. Two great goals. Um, we could have had more. As I said, Welbeck should have been in there. That wasn't offside. Actually, speaking of the ref, just one more rant about him. The one where Welbeck went down the side, won the ball back. And he, was, he was contesting it with uh, Slabhead. Maguire, and do you remember the ball um was a judge to have gone out of play or a free kick was given? It was neither. Slab yeah. had fell down and nudged the ball, which was rolling along the line, still definitely not over. Because I've looked back at it, and, and then he fell down and his right hip sort of bounces the ball back into play. There's been no foul. He wasn't impeded. Yeah. Welbeck was clear in, running in inwards towards the the goal uh, from a few yards out. That should have um, that was a yeah. wrong decision as well. well. While we're on it, actually. Swab head with Trossard, you're going to say, are No, I'm
2: not. I'm actually going to get into Maguire and other and an England rant instead. Maguire was <laughs> terrible, generally. I mean, can I know
1: the Maguire and um, Trossard scenario was ridiculous. He was Where, very lucky there as well. Maguire kind of. fouled him and gr- held on to him and kept agitating him, and it ended up in a tussle. And I don't think. Trossard did anything wrong no. there. You could argue he was just trying to get away from him. It probably wasn't. But, you know, he got a yellow card. Maguire got a yellow card, I think, as, a, as far as yeah. I can see. Um, that should have been one for Maguire and, and just a ticking off for Trossard. Yeah. Anyway, back to you with your England rant. Um, Maguire just- ran ragged
2: by, by Welbeck. Mings on the Villa bench. Cody on the Wolves bench. Um, yeah. I don't know if Stones played. Gray scored an own goal, didn't he, for Palace or something? Or, you know, didn't... All these players ahead of Duncan Webster... I mean, Webster, I can kind of understand because of last season, he wouldn't play a lot. But, I mean, Duncan and Webster are both so far above these two. I mean, Maguire isn't even going to be in the team suit, I'd have thought. Varane, surely, comes in for him at some point, or Lindelof. I mean, he's so limited. Whatever it is United do, Shaw and Maguire look dreadful for United. Did actually do quite well at the Euros, to be fair. But, yeah, for England, it's just... I mean, I don't understand why Duncan's not got a lot more caps than Webster hasn't got one, really, to be honest. I mean, they are both dominant to get in the set on Saturday as uh, on Sunday and yeah the other two are, the others are basically so limited. I mean can't s- even get in Villa's team We lost at
1: Bournemouth. Yeah. I can't I can't disagree with any of that. The the issue against Dunk obviously at this stage is with the age you'd be looking at to develop someone for the longer term. Let's see how it goes with Webster over this season because he is younger. He is still I would say a more eligible age for uh, longer term planning. Um, maybe he will get involved. Who knows? I doubt it, though, because I've got my suspicions now that South Southgate is actually a Palace fan. No one really knows, but I, I've got my suspicions. How quickly the Palace players were brought into the squad? Yeah,
2: well, I thought uh, really he played about 20, ten games. The Palace, I yeah. think, like when he got in, yeah. and Delga, yeah, they're, they're all their fuss about him, yeah. their defence, you know, kind of conceding more goals than us last season, and he let it bounce. So, you know, I mean, what does he know?
1: Why did he do that? Why did he let it bounce? <laughs> I don't know. It's
2: a question we've been asking us, as Albion fans
1: quite a lot. Um, well, Peter, I mean, we're, we've got to wrap it up now, I think, because um, I've got to get on a Zoom meeting. We've got the post-match Zoom chat for Seagulls over London, which I've got to go to in a moment, which we do um, intermittently um, through the season. Um, but just to summarise this one, is there any other further, further bits you wanted to mention from the game? Just, um, uh, yeah,
2: beating that. It, it was literally, I think, probably the... Beating them first time, first season at home and beating them first time at Old Trafford is probably my two, two of my best five highlights in the Premier League. I think probably just because they have so many dickhead fans and they're such an arrogant club as a whole. Just having the, the theatre of dreams on the kind of ticket. On the ticket. Like yeah. That. I
3: was going to talk about that. Key
2: kind of like, and also all the signs up around the ground talking about their 20 titles and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's so crass and so tacky and it's nothing to do I'm sure they'd be like oh you're just jealous of not having won it it's like no because I could have supported Manu when I was at school if I wanted to if no. I was like interested in that sort of thing and not gone like no, to have,
1: their fans have <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's more like the theatre of cramp. I mean, no one sits down in the away, in anyway. But if we did, we would have cramp. All yeah. of us, every one of the three thousand fans. I think is they're it... theatre of crap for a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, that too, probably at the moment. Um, but it is a a dilapidated stadium. I mean, when you look at it on TV, yeah, shiny red seats, still a big crowds. It looks great, but it's it's a stadium that hasn't had any work done to it for so long. It really it does. By all accounts, for, ironically for once, it wasn't raining in Manchester, so we didn't get to see. But apparently the roof drips in a number of areas. I mean, that's unacceptable for a world-class, supposedly in terms of profile, a world-class club to be having a dripping roof in a stadium where they've been affluent for so many years. Yeah, there's an issue. It's about the Glazers and everything else, but they that's just not acceptable really, is it? You have thought with the
2: glazers in charge they could put some windows
1: up top, wouldn't you? Really, oh. yeah. um, ten seasons now without a title. As of the end of this season, I don't see that being uh, quashed anytime soon.
2: Still as entitled as ever, though. You know, still, still no yeah. humility, no, no class. Yeah. You know, not exactly. a single bit.
1: Speaking and of, ten plus,
2: looks like he's going to fit in, judging by his comments about us. Price yeah. which...
1: I mean, I was expecting that would have been a decent appointment for them, but I think that you have to have all the component parts right. Mm. You've seen with the Albion, okay, it's all in scale, but for the Albion, all of the things that we need to do right, we're doing right. There's a few bits people can quibble about, but generally, particularly to do with the team, we're doing things right. And as a club functioning, running as a business, we're doing things right. For Man United, Ten Hag, yeah, technically could be a good manager, could be good for them, but the other stuff isn't right behind the scenes. There, there isn't and, cohesive thinking. There isn't a, a a big master plan,
2: and you can tell by they on the verge of selling Rabiot and Arnautovic. That's not part yeah. of the master plan.
1: I'm getting the I'm getting the bids rejected as well, which is hilarious. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I think I think they they have a lot of problems. You say that run deep and probably mm. won't fully go until the Glazers go. But in the meantime, they need to give ten Hag time yeah, and no, time sure. would and. I mean, even Ferguson, who obviously turned out to be their greatest ever manager, wouldn't have ended up, would have ended up being a non-entity these days because he'd have been sacked well before he ever got anywhere. You know, he didn't win his first title for like six, seven years sort of thing. He wouldn't have got, he wouldn't have stayed on. They they would have sacked him after a couple of years and got rid of him.
1: And that master plan, to some degree, is already in existence and functioning fully well at Man City and at Liverpool. Um, So they are a million miles away from them because they don't even have that plan in place, let alone having the the relevant players to, to make the dream happen. Uh, but it is the theatre of dreams, Peter. Um, it was the theatre of nightmares for them. It was the theatre of dreams for us at the weekend. Absolutely loved it. Our first ever win there. Another milestone ticked off. And there's a few more still to do. We've got a win at Chelsea. We've got a win at Man City. Got um, we've got to beat Chelsea for stop. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. And we've got to win the league title, obviously. There's that one as well. But um, the that, that League. <laughs> we are by the way we are technically sixth in the table i think that does involve um alphabetical order as well as everything else but you know we're, we're top half we've won our first game palace have lost their first game as well as a bonus to At home mortal. yeah um all things are good aren't they and so on that note we'll sign out by saying stand or fall up the albion
0: sports social podcast network